0: hello everybody and welcome to take two welcome here with brian um so thankful to be able to have this time with you guys once again and go over a little bit more what i talked about on sunday a couple of things to again share with you guys one uh, continue praying for gill's sister-in-law helen she is still in the hospital Uh, they had a little bit of a scare the other day thought she might have been worse than she actually is but thankfully she is uh, not as bad as they thought but the fact that she's in the hospital is still serious and having to still receive oxygen so continue praying for her and continue praying for my brother also who has pneumonia and is having a hard time breathing he doesn't have covid but he's got some health issues so be praying for them and i'd appreciate that one more prayer request i received And those who are on the prayer email, uh, Manny Hernandez, many of you know, is in the hospital. He has really uh, dangerous low blood pressure. They found some internal bleeding, and they're trying to find out where it is, but they couldn't continue the explorative uh, process because his blood pressure uh, was just dangerous. And so lift these people up in prayer as you would to remember them throughout the week, and that's appreciated, I know, by everybody. Um, Anyway... Moving on to our time here tonight, last week we are continuing, it was part three of the Grace and Truth series, and I was talking about honesty and honestly uh, how that is an important part of this Grace and Truth culture, and we looked at Peter and different examples of Jesus' Communication with Peter and his dialogue with Peter to see how we came to this. I mean, I talked about Jesus calling Peter first off and just inviting him to fish men instead of be a fisher. And he's kind of pushy towards him get out in the boat, go further, go fish, and then come follow me. And then we talked about Peter's revelation when Jesus asked, Who do people say I am? And Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus lavishly just unloads on Peter and says, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound. What you loose, it'll be loosed. And then the very next story, uh, Jesus talks about how he's going to go and die. And Peter pulls him aside and rebukes him, which is always kind of interesting, rebuking Jesus. And Jesus turns to him and says, get thee behind me, Satan, he doesn't seek the things of God, but the things of men, and so all those dynamics. How does that fit in grace and truth? Um, your thoughts, just on some maybe those different stories, or the whole after the whole listening
1: concept. To it. I think it was awesome. I thought um, just hearing like different points of view from where um, Peter could be receiving grace and truth. I'd be interested to start the conversation before we deep dive into the stories. Um what where in your life have you seen honesty work together with grace and truth um what what life examples um Hmm. yeah because when you were talking it was cool because not only can we see a genuine example of what that kind of almost hard love looks like which kind of we kind of describing as honesty and um and jesus being like the walking truth you know like Mm -hmm. it's almost easy to use Jesus because whatever we say Jesus did, (laughs) if we believe he is the truth, then it was being honest at that moment. But I think where has it shown up in your life um, and and with who?
0: You know. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's great. I mean, definitely with family, definitely with my wife, she's been able to kind of uh, speak into my life, some things that I've been blind to, even in my dealing with people where I, I feel like I'm, you know, telling the truth, but really I'm kind of in a call out yeah. attitude and she calls me out on that and just says, Hey, you know, it came across this way. And first I usually am kind of, you know, defensive and how I receive it. But then as it sinks in, it's like, I, I, yeah, you're right. You know, so definitely my wife, um, probably other people in my family. And I can think of too, there's been times, even people at work that I've worked with, where a person who is over me, a manager or a boss, has called me out on not doing a job well. And because I knew that they really wanted me to do well, I had to take it, not just because they were my boss, but I had to throw that into the equation, which changes how you digest it. And so it forced me to look at myself in a different lens and make some changes so that I could do the job better. That's that, like, yeah. example you made with the uh, <clears throat> with the athlete having mm-hmm. the strong arm and the
1: coach kind of looking over them. And I I think there's um, <clears throat> like a philosophy kind of thing in this. Like, if, like I mean, I guess it's everything like, thing is rooted in like digging deep and trying to find like what makes something even honest you know and i think one of the factors if i could go back to philosophy and ethics classes is like when you understand something's purpose then um you're able to tell if it's good or bad or true or false so like um like tim keller says this thing like if i uh you know if a watch was working poorly like wasn't on the right time or the right date then you could say it's a bad watch but if you like grabbed it and like decided to use as a weapon and it didn't like hurt the other person. Would it be a bad weapon? You're like, no, it's still a bad watch, you know? So it's like Mm -hmm. to understand like a person's, um, purpose and their even like thinking about it as like a job, like if they're, Mm -hmm. or a sport, you know, like their potential, um, then you could begin to understand, um, how to guide them honestly, Mm -hmm. how to critique them honestly, how to guide, like, um, how to be able to see them from a, like an, like outside perspective because like the person in it doesn't really has a really hard time seeing that they're in it, you know, like yeah. Peter had a hard time seeing that he was dealing with, uh, what he was dealing with. And she had to like, uh, correct him. Yeah. Like the dog, you know, um, it's his name, Sydney, there- Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sydney.
0: She's doing good. Good. She's, good out. Out. She's going for walks every That's day up, now. So. Up. Um, yeah. And I, I think, and then too, you know, seeing that the word honest actually comes from that word honor. Right. Right. And to kind of build up, like you said, you know, to build up to something that's true for the athlete, you know, it might be doing this job in the best way that it can be. You know, yeah. And for us living the best life we can live. Um, that's what Jesus is trying to do. He's honoring us by, kind of guiding us to the best we can be. Right. And to do that, he has to be honest with us. Right. And knowing that he's been there and lived that life, like you wouldn't want to coach
1: or anybody to be telling you something, uh, to do if they've never been there, you yeah. know, it's a, we have a hard time as like humans, I think taking advice from people like, like that haven't been there, but want to give the, the yeah. advice, you know? So, um, I think that's another thing to look at. Like, is honesty only available from do you only get the right, you know, like earn the right to uh, be honest because you are, uh, you climb the mountain already, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Experience Uh, plays an important part to that. You know, you can only give what you've yourself received and it's not like you don't have the ability to speak, you know, like a person who's never been married can still speak into relationships. Yeah. But, um, there is a depth that comes with someone who's been through what you've been through and knows, you know, the dynamics maybe a little bit more that can speak into them a little bit more clearly than someone who hasn't. And
1: what does the reverse side look like? What is the reverse side of honesty? Like what? Because I can, I can see the nuance of someone that's been a church their whole life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I just, every time I start a conversation sentence with that, it's because I'm talking about myself. Yeah. <clears throat> is it
0: how can honesty be bad? You know? Well, I mean, what what honesty does is it gives you access to, right? It gives you access to a person's life that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I think the opposite does the opposite. It, it doesn't allow access because there isn't going to be an openness to someone who you think is disingenuous. You're not going to be as willing to share your soul to someone who you don't feel really cares or has your best interest or wants to see you do better. Yeah. You know, then it becomes a, a competition right? And, and you're trying to win that competition or you're trying to self persevere, um, And then it becomes something where you're guarded in how you present yourself because you don't feel safe. So who has, I guess,
1: and maybe that I, I was a loaded question because I had something in mind. Like there was a, it's kind of like a new age movement thing of like millennials or, and beyond. I think of this thing that says like, speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Tell your, t- like keep it real, you know, all mm-hmm. the time. One hundred, you know, you hear this. <laughs> keep it 100 all the time. And I think there's something like, unless the truth is paired with grace and You know, if if honesty isn't paired with the grace and the truth, then it's coming off as like, listen to me. But, you know, like there's this like, I'm going to tell you what to believe. I mean, but believe whatever you want. But this is what I believe. And you have to listen to me because it's my truth.
0: It's my truth. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, a you know, I mean, there is a, a part where Jesus shows respect to every person, but it doesn't mean he agrees with every person. He didn't agree with the Pharisees. He didn't agree even with the disciples at times, right? But he still had respect for the people. And so I think there's a difference between showing someone respect, caring for them, and just taking everything they have to, you know, regurgitate. And the the difficult thing is being able to disagree with someone and what they call their truth, or to challenge it so that you can have a conversation about it. I mean, that that's really what this is about. E- even in, in terms to, you know, the social and ethnical problems that we've seen and the political tension that's there. That's what's happening. Everyone's saying, this is my truth. This is my truth, right? And you can't talk about my truth or they disregard the other person's, you know, words because it conflicts with theirs instead of. Having the conversation and actually pressing into that, challenging it, questioning it in a way that helps them as well as helps you, right? If everyone is just like, no, this is mine, then if I'm close to the opportunity to see more, learn more, grow more, then I, I'm stuck, right? My truth will become only my experience, only what I can perceive, only What's mine? How do you learn from someone unless they can challenge those things, right? But how you challenge those things is kind of what this is about. How, how do you step into that conversation and say, well, can we talk about that? And, and what do you think about this? And that's why Jesus was so masterful at asking questions when someone would say the law says this. And he goes, well, what about this? You know, what about when David, you know, went to eat the bread that was only for the priests, you know, David, who you revere, he was violating the law, but you still revere him. Right. And it's like spoke against their truth, but in a way that made them think about it. And so I, I think we have to be able to challenge people, but that means we have to be able to be challenged, you know, and that's an important thing because it's a lot easier to challenge with my truth than to be challenged about my truth.
1: Right. You know? So There's a few things that we know then to be true for honesty and truth seeking and, um, grace. It's like communal, you know, mm. like that you shouldn't try to, um, do this by yourself, you know, Yeah. try, I mean, obviously wrestle with, um, what you're dealing with and then present it, like think it through. But there's like a, like a thing that we're talking about. That's like, the truth can only be found um like with each other, you know, mm-hmm. between the between the conflict and with the paired with the grace and the, it's it's weird because honesty and truth kind of um, you know, they almost feel really close to the same yeah. word. So I it's like I'm getting like kind of mixed up when you want to say like to be honest, but pair it with grace and truth because you're like, what else would honesty be? But then like then we also know that yeah, everybody's living um, inside of different truths. And there is a truth though. And it it could be us talking about it and Mm. moving towards it. You know, it's like, truth is this like thing. That's like right here, you know, it's not right here. It's not right there, but it's like, let's talk about, let's make our way to the truth, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, And, and truth is kind of an elusive thing. I talk about it being a reality from God's perspective, right? But from God's perspective, there is a, uh, a ringing of true right the way and i'm going to talk about this a little bit next week you know when we speak the truth in love it's coming from a place of faithfulness of honor Um, that's what it rings true that kind of thing you know it rings true means there's something that is genuine about it something that is sincere about it something that has in it a quality that is noble or faithful Um, and so that idea of truth is part of how God sees things from his quote perspective. And so there is this element of truth where it's not just informational facts, two plus two equals four. That's the truth. It's kind of a a relational dynamic of faithfulness in the perception of God, which is a lot. It encompasses a lot more right? Because relationships right. are so varied. You know, the truth is how I deal with my grandson is different than how I deal with my son, Absolutely. which is different than how I deal with my wife or deal with, you know, have relationship with all these different people. There's different ways that I deal with them. The truth, how I communicate it varies depending on the person, their receptivity, their ability to understand. I mean, all these things are part of that dynamic. Right. And, and so, the idea of honor honesty is something that you can bring into all these relationships. Yeah. Right. So if I'm talking to my five-year-old son who's having a tantrum, I can still honor him as a five-year-old. You know, what, what's upsetting is when, you know, politicians talk to us, like we're five-year-old, you know, as, and then we get all like, You know, what are you talking to me like this for? You know, you get upset because they're treating you like you're a five-year-old. And it's like, I'd be upset if someone talked to me that way. You'd be upset if I talked to you like you're just a five-year-old and I'm just here to appease you. You know, then it's dishonoring who you are. And so that idea of honor depends on the person. And that varies six billion different ways, you know. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I remember when I went down this, like, philosophy rabbit
1: hole one time you know I, in my journal i put like what is truth you know and then it started branching out like mm-hmm. things in my life that i thought were true and then like different philosophers that have like examined what truth could be mm-hmm. and what made it and what makes it and what continues to make it what people used to think it was and what um and how you can come to it you know and it's like yeah and it's so nuanced and i think the branch kind of that we're focusing on right now is almost like a a mentor to mentee kind of um, almost like a big brother, little, little brother, looking over them mm-hmm. and understanding something that they don't, and and dealing with dealing with them in a sense that um, you are being gracious, but also being very like intentional with like moving them to a direction. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh,
0: yeah, and, and you know sometimes you know we don't know what's best. For every situation and every person, right? You know, I, I, might have an idea or I might see things that feel, um, unhealthy and a person in the way they're dealing with things. And I can bring those things out, but it doesn't mean I know what is best. And so this idea is a journey with that person. Right. And, and like the story I told last week about my time with Judah, he just needed someone to sit there with him. Right. That, that was what was necessary there. That was me honoring him. That was me being healthy in dynamic with him. Uh, And that varies depending on the circumstance and the people. And so I don't know all of the information and facts about every person and what they're going through, but I do know that God wants them to be whole. I do know God wants to bring uh, this idea of, you are loved, right? You are seen. We we do know that these are the messages of Christ. And so I can keep that in the forefront of the dialogue as this is where we're going towards. Yeah, And that changes everything. That That's again, the mentor mentee, right? It's like, hey, I, I want you to be the best pitcher you can, right? I want your dog to be able to walk in the front yard, right? Yeah. These are all things that, this is a good thing that we want to take place. And so now we're working together how to get there. And that makes the journey a lot easier because it is for a benefit. Right. You know, and and I think that kind of is part of this truth, uh, narrative. This is something that is healthy. This is something that is whole. This is something that is God's desire for us. Right. You know, faithfulness. Um, and, and so truth has that all wound up in it yeah yeah um, i mean because that's
1: there's so much right like when you want to talk about truth especially <laughs> my, my head will blow up like right now if i <laughs> if i decide to like start thinking about all the different ways truth can seep in, in, in yeah. group settings and one-on-one settings father son setting i mean there's it's endless really yeah and um if we were to just to break it down to the to the church even you know like how what, what that could look like um To be able to start with honesty, grace, and truth, like Mm -hmm. when starting conversations with knowing that I can talk to you and you have my best interest in mind. And I do know that, you know, so I can be more honest and open. And, and I know that's how our relationship is, but how so many people do not see it like that. So many people see it as I can't trust someone in the church because historically I haven't been able to be honest. And if I can't be honest with somebody, how how can I trust them with what I have, you know, rather than acknowledging, you know, like their sin or what they're dealing with, their addiction and letting them say something like, well, it it served a purpose and, Mm -hmm. um, and we can be like, okay, now let's find out God can replace that. How, or how you decided to replace God with that thing Mm -hmm. but. We, we we're missing those conversations. We're missing those um, yeah. opportunities because we're so afraid that, like, uh, because honesty. Uh, people were still dealing with like religious, like thinking stuff. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I, I definitely see what you're saying, and that's definitely been a part of, you know, my experience and a lot of people's experience, where I, I don't trust, you know, enough to open up the way I I need to. Um, and that's, that's hard because that's not something you could or necessarily should do with everybody. Right. Right. That's something that takes a a little bit of time and relational uh, wisdom in those things, but it's a necessary thing. It's, it's important for all of us to have that kind of uh, dynamic in relationships. And that's the healthy way, right? That's the healthy goal towards these things. Uh, you know, I, I think so many times in church, especially this idea, you know, the truth and love. You know, hey, we, we're supposed to share the truth and love. And what that means is I'm going to rebuke you because I love you, Right. Kind of what it means. And and, and so like this is the belt. Yeah, it, it's yeah. the hammer and the, the, you know, the truth is the hammer and I'm going to hit the nail on the head because I love you, you know, because I don't want you to live in your sin. And that's why I'm telling you it and instead of journeying with the person through it. Um, but those are the things that are off-putting. Those are the things that cause us to not open up is because we've been hammered on so many times and you know, the weaknesses we, we go through, we don't feel that that person is considerate of our hurts, our emotion, our history, you know? And so we can't be open to that because we don't feel re- they'll be receptive to it. Um, so it's like, you need all like,
1: you can't have that's cause that, that, that hammer is like the honesty with no grace, you know?
0: Yeah. It's call out.
1: Yeah, and then there's, like, the other part. If you can have the truth and honesty or the grace and honesty but no truth, then it's, like, shallow, you know? So it's like you kind of need them all to, like, work together, like like a a trifecta.
0: Yeah, and it really is a whole dynamic. I mean, and after eventually we're going to move, you know, we're going to double-click on the call-in and look at all that makes that what it is Um, because there's important things that are a part of that. You know, not to get too far ahead, but when Jesus challenges us, he he doesn't challenge us so much in the ways that maybe we think we're supposed to challenge each other. You know, you need to believe these right things. You need to do these right things. Um, He asks people questions. What do you want me to do for you? I'm blind. What do you mean, what do I want you to do? Why would Jesus ask someone? Who's blind, what do you want me to do? Right, um, why does he ask those questions? Um, I think he's trying to get to desire, he's trying to get to the want to what you really care about, and that's kind of a part of this pulling us, you know, into this dynamic. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. there has to be an, an exposing of what we really want, mm-hmm. you know. When I, I talk to people. <clears throat> and, and if I'm doing any kind of counseling, if, if I've got a couple together and they're, you know, having struggles together, the first thing I ask is, what do you want in this relationship? Because if they don't want the relationship to work, it doesn't matter what I tell them. You're yeah. right. I can give them all kinds of factual information <clears throat> or I can give them, you know, all kinds of, uh, I don't know you know emotional pleas but it's going to begin with their desire and those things yeah you know and so i think that's an important part of this understanding of grace and truth is is it's trying to get to more of a heart situation and the dynamic and, and the great thing i think in these stories was jesus was able to call peter basically satan and still walk with him. Right? Yeah. Get behind me Satan. Your agenda isn't my agenda. Right? And what kind of depth in relationship could he should did he have to be able to do that with Peter? Right? right. I mean I don't know. Most of the people who I've, you know, if I've sat under a a pastor or a teacher, someone I respected and I was talking with them and they called me Satan get behind me. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. You know, it's like that, that was a little too harsh, you know, but only when you're that loving and lavishly loving, can you be that brutally honest? Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, part of what I wanted to kind of explore in this is there is this whole scope of relationship that Jesus was able to have with Peter because he cared so much about Peter, he could blast him. And he did a few times. Right. And again, we don't know the the dynamic of how he did it. Right. Right. Was he joking? Was, you know, we don't know. Yeah. Kind of sounds jokingly. Yeah. You know, it sounds like, I don't know, you know, I picture it. Like
1: I talked to my friend, like, yeah, <laughs> get out of here, devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: What are you doing? Yeah. Get that pizza away from me. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that possibility of it. That, yeah. um, um, you know, but yeah. I mean, I think that's important. I, I think too, it's important to see that for Peter to move forward, he had to get behind him. Right. Yeah, that was cool. And, and like that, that that's really an important thing that I think we have to recognize that, you know, Jesus has an agenda and for us to move forward in our life, we need to get behind his agenda. And, and sometimes that means calling us out into those things that are our own agendas.
1: I like how you said like the get behind me and come after me, like the same, same word. word. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was like, it, it was, it was exactly that. Like, you know, if someone else were to read it that wasn't translated into our language, I mean like, it was just, telling him to get in line, you know, Yeah. to to yeah. check their intentions, you know, like, um, but yeah, we read it like a, like a joke or something because yeah. of, of the English. But, uh, do know. we break it?
0: No, I don't think so. I think I just got
1: it. I think we're still. Oh, broke okay. it.
0: Oh. There we and are. That... We made it, guys. St- we're back. Are we still And there? we're back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that for the delay. Um, Any of those stories stand out to you or remind you maybe of situations in your life um, where you've been on either the giving or receiving side? I think I've been on both.
1: And... um... None that, like, felt exactly like those stories, but I definitely could feel like like I've been lovingly pushed, um, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially about my mom. Uh, She's a big big deal in my life as far as, like, mentorship and and a couple of other people who kind of, like, took me under their wing early in my life and appreciate them. And it felt like, looking back, it felt like, like they knew something that I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. They just had a vantage point. Like they, they, it. It could only. I feel like it could only happen if they have your best intentions in yeah. your mind. You know, like you were saying. I, I think there's with ill intentions. It feels. It feels you get upset. You know, you're like something in body gets tainted. You know, uh, yeah. there's like now there's like poison in the water. You can there's and uh, you can you can feel the you you can it can confuse someone too, you know. It can mm. it, it, i think this is like unfortunately what happens when trust gets broken in the church, you know, amongst leaders, you know, and they're people and they fail and they but unfortunately they were in a position to to lead and someone mm. um sent them mixed feelings, you know? Yeah. Uh, with ill intentions. But if all of it lines up and like like someone like my mom, it's like you can't look back and be like all right now now what now now you have now you possess everything they intended for you mm. now they <clears throat> now you get to see um the sacrifice that she made um to be able to to teach you like the, the, the love involved in in the grace you know like that's yeah. the the fourth the, to complete the square yeah it's like the with the love with the truth with the grace you're able to see like how um at what capacity someone's able to, like, really love you because they pushed you so hard into to, like, yeah. to, to learn, to be a better person, to, because um, she saw my potential, you know? Yeah. She saw my ten- potential in a lot of aspects. And I want to say, this is a weird one, but I feel like she saw it spiritually in me mm. really young, you know, mm. and and really pushed me more than anybody to, like, to make myself aware of those gifts or like to, to pray and lead prayers and to ask myself, you know, what I was feeling, yeah. um, hearing, you know, like it was just like looking back now, it was very clear what she was doing. You
0: know? hmm. Yeah. I, I heard a definition of leadership. I thought was funny and true. It was leadership is, Learning how to disappoint people in a way that they can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a strange one. It, it was, yeah. but it, it was kind of like you know, human leadership is you know really I, I I can't be God for you, but I want good for you. Yeah, you know, and so I'm going to try and bring you to that but I will fail. You know, I think of the times where I have pushed too hard and I, and I think of my kids, right? Where, you know, I love you to pieces and I want good for you, but I've been more pushy and than I was, you know, understanding or honoring and, you know, those kinds of things, or maybe even in my, relationship someone who is wanted good for me but i wasn't seeing it as good and so i didn't receive it you know and and so i was too defensive and opposing those kinds of things um there's that element in that human element you know we are never going to do this perfect right i'm never going to lead perfect i'm never going to receive perfect and and so That's another part of this grace element is being able to, you know, be patient with imperfection, mine and other people's, so that I don't lose what's really important, which is the dynamic of the relationship, you know? And I, I think that's what happens a lot of times is we get disappointed, we get hurt and we don't feel someone's got our best interest in mind. And when that happens, We're just as responsible to this grace-truth matrix as they were, right? So say they did it wrong, my response should be right. In other words, I should move into it to try and make it good, not I'm done with you you know, because you treated me bad. You just did the call-out thing and I'm not going to have it. And that's where it's a give-and-take thing because relationships are like that. Sometimes you're on the receiving end and you still have to respond in grace and truth, even if it wasn't given in that way. You yeah,
1: know? you have to be in a pretty sound mind yeah. to be able to respond like that. And I think shh, that's another that's another side alley you could take but like mental soundness, you know, and yeah. like a, preparing yourself for someone. I mean, Jesus had, had dealt with that plenty of times, asking in those specific stories you, you mentioned, Peter could have easily said, no, like, I, I don't want to fish for men. No, no, I don't want to get behind you. Like, you know, no. like I already know what I'm doing, you know, like, yeah. Um, and I think as a leader, you have to be okay, you know, like, like with that, you know, like, it's yeah. that's what it is.
0: You yeah, know? you you can't, I, the first time I think we went through this, Jordan afterwards was talking, he says, well, you know, what about people Cause we talked about these in four different cultures and he goes, what about if you're in a call in culture, but someone else is in a, you know, call out culture, you know, how does that work? And it's true. You're subject to that other person, but your responsibility stays the same. Yeah. Right. And, And that's, should be that's the whole point of this is like the compass needs to to point true north back into this you know call in it needs to circle around and deal with whatever's going on and then try to bring restoration into maybe the tension that's there um so that it can move forward and we're just too quick to move away because we can you know yeah it's so people you know and they're not my friend anymore and Cancel, cancel yeah. culture. You know? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't talk to them because you know they're too extremist or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, there's so many things where you just instead of laboring for, you just cut it off.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a dance there too. You know, yeah. like to protect your own energy, I had a or yeah. health. Yeah, the relationship, yeah, you're, yeah you're definitely on health and 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 to do it gracefully still and truth. Yeah, and to do it in truth. Like I had. You know, I post a lot of stuff and some people, I will get some comments sometimes and they won't be always friendly. And uh, and then I'm like, some of them will be so off that I'm like, Where, why did you ask me that? You know, mm-hmm. like, like, they'll be like, well, let me, one question, Lynn, do you believe in abortion? You know, I'm like, that, where'd you get, the, I, <laughs> I didn't, and I, I asked that. I said, the the post that I asked has nothing to do with abortion. Why did you decide to ask me that? Yeah. I'll be happy to answer it if you want to talk about it, but. I, uh, why, why did you decide that? And they're like, well, I didn't even watch your post. I, I, cause I know all Democrats. Um, and I'm like, not once did I say I was a Democrat. Not once did I say I was again for abortion, not what, yeah. but you decided you wanted to like pick a fight and, and I've tried to labor with grace and truth through yeah. honesty, but pretty soon you got to cut your ties to protect your sanity. You know? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: There's some people who just want to fight and the, the best thing to do is not engage it you know, sometimes, and then sometimes you have to battle for it, but it it is a dance. It definitely is. I know there's relationships that are toxic that will consume you. Um, and you have to be aware of those things. And so you, but even in those relationships, I think this idea of this grace and truth can guide you. in other words, someone who's just wanting to maybe be in the call out and just doing that. Well, I still want what's good for them. My interaction with them is not going to be hostile against them. It's going to be protective of, you know, the understanding that maybe I want them to see and have, but it might be limited. Yeah. I might, I might just be able to say, yeah, I I can't talk to them as much as I would like to because it is so toxic or are needy. You know, some people just want and want and want and want. pretty soon you have to say okay this this isn't healthy you know this is becoming codependent this is becoming something that is not good for them and not good for me so the better thing to do is to steer it in a way that is healthy and that might be that hey fewer conversations you know or here talk to you know a counselor because i'm not that you know and the healthiest we we talked about the negative side of
1: it the upside down but the healthiest version of what this could look like is is, is something like when we're on the same page, mm-hmm. but we're trying to find the best hashtag to say, it, you know, <laughs> but we're, we're all, we're all moving towards the same direction. We're a healthy unit. You know, there's a, there's a common like-mindedness that's um, already the truth, the honesty, the grace, the um, camaraderie, the confidence in each other, they're all established and so that you can. Now use that as a base to progress something rather than trying to save face or, uh, you know, like it's like there's like a bad side and there's like a really healthy, like, yeah, like if Peter was on board uh, off bad and understood clearly, like, which eventually I think got there. But yeah, it, but um, but, you know, there's there's levels to everything, you know, there's yeah,
0: yeah, you know, the last two weeks after the recording that we did, um, we stayed for probably about an hour, maybe not quite, but a long time afterwards. And we had two different discussions, you know, uh, about various things last week. It was kind of about political things that are going on and they just were so good, so healthy, so wanting to understand Right, What the other person is experiencing and feeling and recognizing those things and then presenting other thoughts and, and options where it wasn't like, I don't think I changed someone's mind about who they should vote for. Cause that wasn't even the agenda, right? right? The agenda was just, can we talk about these things and maybe see them in a, a broader light? And they were, I mean, it was the greatest part of that day was those conversations, you know, afterwards. I mean, I felt like there was, I wish that those were recorded because that was the real teaching, right? That was where, and that's what I hope we can do when we do start meeting is have time afterwards and let's talk, you know? And it wasn't even necessarily about what I was talking about. It was just things on people's minds because of the tension of the situation. But those are the kinds of things that, Like you were saying, the healthy way, you know, where honest conversation, honoring the person, seeing things from another perspective, trying to see my perspective from their perspective, you know, getting more insight and wanting to bring this unity, right? Because Paul cared so much about unity. Jesus talked about that they would be one, even as we are one. I mean this really is pointing towards that love is that kind of unity. It's not agreement with everything, but it is an acceptance of the differences in this arena, you know, cause we're all right. going to have differences, whether it's musical tastes, artistic tastes or political taste. you know, how to do things. Well, we all have, and some are good, some are better, some are bad, but this is all this arena of Loving, caring, wanting to work together in this unity because of, like you were saying before, this kind of mentality—it's a, a kingdom mentality—and um, that's what that calling is. Can mm-hmm. we journey together for the kingdom's sake? You know, yeah, that'd be a good place. That'd be a good place to be. <laughs> that, the
1: power of that could happen if we were there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's something that we need. You know desperately right yeah. now let me ask you i mean through the series um are, has any of these things been helpful to you and, and can you give like an example maybe of something that's been helpful
1: right. yeah i really like the the kind of sub like, you know like kind of understanding that every like you know that everything is like kind of a relative mm-hmm. that there's no uh like absolute grace absolute True, like either or. It's not an either or. Um, One thing that you had said that kind of, um, which I'm pretty sure freed some folks is like the like kind of idea of like truth not just being facts, you know. Because for Mm -hmm. the logical mind, um, that's where we go, you know. Yeah. We want to go to. uh, Could we know more? You know. Could we? Yeah. If we know more, then we're gonna figure it out. You know, and. Sure, that could work if you're learning, you know, algebra. algebra. But um, and even biblically, I mean, it's not saying don't we'll keep on learning. But yeah, it, what that should do is open up the opportunity to 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 broaden the spectrum of understanding what truth could look like relationally. I think how we're under how we're understanding any of this stuff should be kind of. Um, always thought of relationally, like how we're going to take what we're learning and not like, hopefully we're not taking it and like just stuffing it in our backpack and like, all right, saying like, all right, whenever I need this, I'm going to pull it out. Cause Sam said this, it's like, how do I take this? And how do I, how do I interact with somebody in my life? That's I'm having a hard time being honest with or leading, Mm -hmm. or, or even like self-reflection into like how I haven't been a great Gracious, honest mentor to to somebody, or mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I think that's the, that's the easiest way to, to take any of the stories that I that you shared. It's just like yeah. uh, the Jesus example of what love looks like, and yeah. that's the simplest way I try to explain to people when they're like, "Why, you know, Jesus?" I I enter a lot of atheist forums. It's a guilty pleasure of mine just to <laughs> like understand and um, learn people's mindset of why this um and there's a really like newer argument recently that like people are saying like they'll say somebody will say something like like maybe an atheist will say um well you're an atheist too you just don't i just don't believe in your god you don't believe in my god you know like mm-hmm. i believe in thor you know or the spaghetti you know like yeah you're just an atheist to my god and so there's this kind of that's been popping up a lot like which is weird because i've been in these things my 10 years, you know, and i have happen just like, how come I haven't really heard this? Um, but there's like a cool thing there. If you're in the right mindset to be able to like talk through truth, you know, yeah. like to be able to get a hold of um, grace and pair it with truth and honesty and just like literally like engage. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about Thor, you know, and who Thor is and who yeah. Thor represents and why, um, why you believe in him. You know? Yeah. I'd be into that. You know, like talk, talk to me about your God then, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I'll, I'll talk to you about mine. I kind of thing. Yeah. That,
0: that drives me nuts. So yeah, or what God don't is, what is the God you don't believe in? And then usually it's like, yeah, I don't believe in that God either. Right. 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 You know, right. It's kind of one of those things. Yeah, I heard remember, you say that before. I remember having a, a friend, uh, in Wales, I posted something that, you know, to, turn from God and expect love. It's like, it can't happen. I forget the quote I had and he responded as I turned away from God and I found love. Mm. And, you know, at first I thought, okay, I need to, I need to come back and argue that. And then I thought, if he really turned away from God and found love, then it's good. He turned away from whatever God that was. Right. Right. And I mentioned that to him. I just said, well, that's good you turned away. And, you know, it's one of those things where it opened the ability to see him and accept what he was saying and not just dismiss it, Hmm. you know, and have more conversation. Uh, And I think that's kind of this whole idea, too, is, you know, I'm going to walk in this arena with you because I care more about you than just your opinions. Right. You know, and those kinds of things. Cool. And and that's, I think an important part of this grace and truth is accepting that person, Peter and his, you know, rebuking Jesus. Right. You know, (laughs) Uh, that's interesting. You can rebuke Jesus. (laughs) So what's
1: next? What's uh, next week's looking like next
0: week. I'm going to talk about, Speaking the truth in love, what that kind of looks like. I mean, we tapped into it. Yeah, and just kind of finalizing this idea of grace and truth and how it shapes us. Um, so that's kind of how to do that. And then we'll see. I, I might take a week off of this before I go into the double-click onto the call-in and get some more thoughts under the belt. Cool. Anyway. We'll it. Thanks, Brian, for being here. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, We hope to get this on the podcast. I know a few of you have uh, texted me and requested that we put Take Two on our podcast form. We're working on that, but um, be patient with us at this time, and hopefully we'll get those things soon. All right, you guys. Love you. God bless. God bless. You have been listening to the Genesis podcast.